business and the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. Live from the studios in the aforementioned downstairs pub behind the master control desk, I am your host and moderator for this evening, Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table, as always, is the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar from every woman's dream and every man's nightmare, the fabulous one. Freddie Benders. Oh. <laughs> Fellas, how we doing tonight? I want to know what woman's dreams you've been doing in. good. That one caught me off guard. <laughs> there will be some old school wrestling fans that listen. Ravishing Rick Rude? Uh, no, oh. it was actually um, from the old NWA, one of my favorite tag teams of all times, the Midnight Express. They listed uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton as having been from... Every Man's Nightmare, okay. and Sweet Stan Lane as being from Every Woman's Dream. <laughs> I always thought that was so cool. <laughs> I was thinking that was coming from Handsome Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> Handsome Jimmy reference. I like uh, that. Oh, yeah. One of my faves. Boys, yeah. it is, uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back uh, recording the podcast. We are recording this on Thursday evening. I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And I uh, hope everybody's bets did better than mine last week, which we will get to later on in the show. Um, yeah, you guys suck. Yeah, bad. <laughs> uh, but it has been a, a very interesting week in the world of sports. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't start off by saying congratulations to the United States men's national team for making the knockout stages in the World Cup. Uh, after having not made the tournament at all um, in the last World Cup, that's a uh, that's a pretty great achievement for those guys, and those games have been uh, very nerve-wracking, but uh, ultimately very exciting and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, did you guys have a chance to watch uh, those United States games? No, that's all I've been doing is watching soccer. Believe it or not, I love it. Yeah, I'm locked in, man. I I actually watched it. We watched yeah. the game together, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Um, we did with the England England game. England. Iran, we didn't, but yeah, England but did. England. Which um, I it was boring. It was it was really boring until like the last ten minutes, and then I was so worried about them scoring a goal and us losing. But I don't know what I'm looking at when it comes to soccer. For all you soccer heads out there, I don't. I have no clue what I'm watching. But I'm starting to slowly pick up on it. Jerry's been teaching me a little bit, so I'm getting there. Yeah, Freddie. well, actually, when when he was doing that, uh, or when uh, when Matt was watching the game with me, the the England USA game, I was hoping that he was kind of pegging in on some of the things I was screaming out. You were screaming every day. You're, you're you're probably the most negative person I've ever watched sports with. Like I'm pretty, we got no shot. We're I, terrible. You know what? This I'm, is awful. I will say that I'm pretty kick the ball. I'm pretty tough on the U.S. Uh, a little bit because I'm like, does it always come down to us scrambling at the end and everybody nail biting to get the win? Can't we just put the ball in the back of the goal and and have a comfy victory ever? But now. That I've watched the games today, a la Germany and uh, Spain and or Germany, Costa Rica and Spain, Japan. Hey, I'm glad we're in it. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. I mean, we could be uh, Germany. We could be um, Freddie the uh, the uh, 
it escapes me. Who's the other big time team that that didn't make the uh, didn't make the knockout round? Uh, well, actually, actually, of? there's a couple in here that didn't make it. Uh, Germany didn't make it. Belgium. Belgium. Yes, yes, Belgium. I mean, that was where a few... we have our listeners. Yeah, I, I'm very sorry to our listeners in Brussels. I'm sure that uh, that is uh, did not go down well for you guys. And I would like to mention that. I think probably because uh, we did mention the World Cup and we had a little bit of fun with with Matt uh, and his choosing of a team to win it all that didn't actually make the tournament. I think that somehow that little um, exchange gained some traction across the pond and we had many, 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 many listeners uh to that episode from the United Kingdom. So welcome to all of you. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Maybe laughing at the uh, ignorance of your American brethren over here, but we had fun with it, and uh, we are very glad that everyone out there listened and apparently spread the word to a lot of different people. Hope you guys are enjoying some spotted dick right now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we actually, uh, I had a little future bet on Belgium. I'm sad to say that was one of my long, not a long shot. I mean, the golden age has maybe come to an end, but man. I think Alexi Lalas said it best. He said the golden age had a stake driven through its heart. It's oh, done. I mean, I, I feel so bad for Lukaku. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. Me too. I mean, I've never growing, seen Growing up I with mean, that name's got to be terrible. I've never seen, well, his first name's Romulus, so Romulus even better. Lukaku. But, but, uh, I love that first name. Yeah. I think that's cool as hell. I want you guys to start calling me Romulus. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call you but, Lukaku. But how, <laughs> how he was unable to get the ball in the goal literally hitting it on every part of his body five to six times in the second half. I have no idea. And I found it very interesting that uh, I believe it was Landon Donovan that was the analyst on the game today. And in the first half, he kept saying, man, if we uh, if Lukaku was on the end of those crosses, they'd be in the back of the net. And after he missed about four of them, he said, uh, I guess maybe they wouldn't be in the back of the net. You know, I want to hit on that as a past soccer player all my life uh, and, and, a, and a follower of this as good as I can be. You know, it just goes to show you, a lot of people don't understand this, but when you're a striker, it's kind of like, you know, like in baseball, Matt, when you're, you know, the, they have all these things that they do with the bat and, mm -hmm. and, and it's just, it's all in their head. And... If you're a striker, you're talking about a guy that's at the um, at, at bat and all the things that he puts himself mentally prepared to bat. Right, is that, is that where you're right. At? And if you're okay. a striker and you have not, you're not in form. Meaning he hasn't played. They've tried to sub him in, but he is not like starting. He's not necessarily fit, as they say. But they had to put him in because he it does have a knack for scoring goals. He's a world class goal scorer. But if you are not fit and not in the swing of things, if you will, it just goes to show you how hard it is to get the ball in the net. I, I'm not kidding. It is very I've, – I've seen that with USA strikers uh, in the last, what, 10 years. You just go in this rut, and you just can't get it in the net, man. It starts getting in your head. 
and just things don't work for you, and it is crazy how that works when it's on the big stage. Kind of reminds me of a field goal kicker. You know, yeah. those guys, uh, you know, eight, golly, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a lack of physically being in the right spot today, like you said, Freddie. It was literally almost like something in his brain said, I can't kick it across that line because every time it was right there. And he does, I mean, I, he hits three of those in the net 99 out of 100 times. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and also on top of that, how cool was it watching the other two games, uh, Germany and Costa Rica and Spain and Japan, and the 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 goal scoring that was happening simultaneously if you had two TVs or you're flipping back and forth, and uh, this team's out. No, wait a minute. They're back in. No, they're out. Like, I, if you didn't watch uh, soccer, if, if you could understand what was happening during This is those my games. perspective, man, I, as a novice. I had no clue what was happening. I had an old guy at the boat breaking everything down to me, explaining it to me like a dummy, because I, I thought for sure Germany was advancing, and I was excited because, I, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I have a future bet on Germany to win the World Cup. And I thought for sure we were advancing after that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. they won no. and they did not make it. They, they didn't make it. I don't, I Goal still, scoring matters, believe me. Yeah, this is what makes it hard to get into soccer is when your team wins and they still don't advance. So, I don't know. I'm learning from you guys. Well, uh, that is that is disappointing when that happens, but as Freddie said – there's nothing quite like those simultaneous games when they're going on, and it is changing from minute to minute. Imagine how that feels as a player. Oh, my gosh. Like, because you have no idea what's happening. You, no. you just laid it all out there to get that win, and then all to be towed. And you're just collapsing. Like, you've seen Germany's players just collapsing on the field today. Yeah. Like, I felt awful for those guys. Yeah, so. you can't just send it in and go, hey, by, you know, kind of on the football field, you can go, oh, hey, by the way, uh, Ohio State just lost to Michigan or whatever, and you're playing on the West mm -hmm. Coast, and you're like, oh, wait, that's going to help us. But, but in a game like that, they can't just start calling players over to the side of the pitch and telling them it's kind of nuts. And uh, we, we will, I think, get back into uh, a little bit of the World Cup a little bit later on in the show. Um, but I did want to start really today not – necessarily jumping into the college football playoff like we have been which we will get to here in just a minute but Someone's man gonna be eating crow on that one <laughs> i had a real pet peeve of mine rear its ugly head in a football game this weekend and i've seen it happen it seems like it hap it's happened or maybe i just notice it more uh lately um but I was watching the Jacksonville-Baltimore game. Now, I full disclosure, I did have um, I did have some money on that game, and so I needed a certain result. But Jacksonville scores, goes for a two point conversion, gets it. They go up a point or two points, whatever it was, and they're kicking the ball off. And there's what I don't know, 15 seconds to go in the ball game. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
my immediate thought is you kick the ball out of the end zone, you make them start on the 25-yard line. Because you're a pro kicker. They have no timeouts. Um, it's going to be really difficult to get. And, and not to mention they have a field goal kicker that's hit like a 64 or 65-yard field goal to win a ball game before. May, uh, a future Hall of Famer. And I'll be damned if they didn't squib kick the thing. They squib kicked the thing. Baltimore gets the ball on like the 40. The 40, if not, I thought it was further up than that. That's been happening in a lot of games this year. It makes me insane. Is that a, is, I, I don't, I don't is that an analytics it. thing? Two plays out of, and I think they only had one pass play to the sidelines, and then he was literally getting ready to go out and kick. I and may make be completely it. wrong here, but I think the point of it is to try to 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 get it to bounce to eat more time off of the clock, but we're seeing it not get the bounce more often than not. No, guys are just grabbing it, grabbing falling it and on falling it. Falling on it immediately at excellent field position. It runs it runs Where off you it go runs off 30 a yards and get a field yeah. go. Yeah. And I'm I'm telling you uh I don't know who it was for Baltimore that that caught the pass, but he had an opportunity. I think he panicked because he knew the clock was getting ready to run out. He had an opportunity to probably get 3 more yards before he went out of bounds. And had he done that, that kick was probably good. Mm. It, it landed about, what, four feet uh, short? Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was short. dead on line. Which, what was wrong with Justin Tucker that day? I, I don't what, he know. he missed three field goals that day? Yeah. I mean, yeah. where'd that come from? Well, but that one was on target. And I it, was. it was. I mean, he, yeah, he, hesitate. he nailed it right down the middle. It was just, it was just a little bit short. But that, that, drives me nuts um it happened i don't remember how long ago but it happened at an indiana football game that i was at uh where indiana did the same thing uh fortunately indiana won the game but i remember being in the stands and just thinking to myself well yeah you kick it deep right here you put them on a 25 and you give them two plays they got to get 40 yards and we did the exact same thing where they squib kicked it. A guy fell on the ball. They ran two plays. And at, at that point, I think it was only about a 50-yard field goal that the guy missed. But I've been noticing that. And like I said, maybe it doesn't happen more than it used to, but it sure seems like that to me. And I just want to get I that agree. off them off my chest it because that happen. makes me insane. Yeah. Well, I can, can I say something that makes me insane? Absolutely. I don't like when teams have a chance to beat an inferior team and play in their conference championship and choke. Elaborate. I got to know more. I'll elaborate. And and some of these teams don't matter. But I'm going to mention them anyway. You're talking about Oregon? I'm talking about Oregon. I'm talking about little old Clemson. I'm talking about Iowa. Clemson's still playing in their conference championship game. I know, but I'm just talking about their game, their choke. Uh, I'm talking about, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about, uh, I mean, how can Iowa, who has a shot, who's won like three or four games in a row, playing at home, they have a chance to play in the Big Ten championship game, and they're going to lose to a team that hardly even has a coach? Nebraska I mean I just don't understand how that guy can be there that long 
and choke in that game and then continue to keep him as the longest tenured coach in Division One. Uh, Kirk Ferenz, by the way, is his name, and I think he should be fired immediately. Even though I don't care about Iowa and I don't care that they're not in it, I think Purdue will be a better representative anyway. Okay, i got to stop you for a second because I would like to personally thank Iowa and every Iowa player for blowing that game because now we don't have to watch Iowa play on Saturday <laughs> in the Big Ten championship game. I mean, you got to admit, looking forward to Purdue-Michigan is a much better game just for random viewership eyes than Iowa-Michigan. Nobody wants to watch that shit. And, and I mean, really, and you want to talk about Kirk Ferentz or Ferentz or however you say his stupid name, he screwed up by making his son the most hated man in the state of Iowa. <laughs> like, I mean, you're going to name your son the offensive coordinator? Did they have 15 yards of total offense this season? Probably not. I was going to say, I, I've only seen seven of it with my eyes, but I don't watch Iowa much. But uh, thank you, Iowa. Anyway, okay, we, carry we, on. We hit on LSU. Like The other two teams are still playing, okay? But – Come on. So, little old Clemson. I, I know South Carolina has been on fire. It's a feel-good story all around college football. I'm happy for them. Love their coach. I think it was great. They were hot. I get it. But, little old Clemson, you're in Death Valley, buddy. Ain't no pizza party there happening. Then you got LSU losing to Jimbo Fisher and all the carnage going on down there. What did LSU really have to play for, though? Well, I don't know. Just win the game. Pride. I'm with you. Pride. I mean, do you get that much pride in beating Texas A&M? They're in, staying healthy, getting out of that game healthy was their their biggest. quarterback healthy? Well, you weren't going to sit Jaden Daniels. We'll see. I mean, I'll tell you, as a coach – Every game is important, and I'm sure that he was embarrassed by that performance. Now, maybe it will, maybe it will, he can use that as a, uh, as a motivational tool. You know, I mean, you can't, but you can't go down there and get your ass beat like that. I'm with you, but I don't know if I would call it a choke job. And I don't know if I'd call Clemson a choke job. No, no, what Oregon not. did? They played good teams. Now, I want you And they're still hit. playing in their conference championship Please games. hit on this because you guys made bets on this game, and this is the last one. Go ahead. The Oregon game. Yeah. Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon oh completely Lord. blew that game. Dan Lanning, it's almost like he completely forgot how to coach in that the last quarter of that game. And, and Oregon State's playing with, with without a quarter. What would they have, like ten, six to ten passing yards that entire second half? They basically said, we're going to run the ball down your throat and you can do nothing to stop it. And the way that Oregon managed the clock, the way that they tried to run the ball downfield, they blew a 28-point lead it was to lose that game. With a team that couldn't throw the ball. Imagine that. You're up by 28. The other team cannot physically throw the ball, and they're just running it. And they still come back 28 down to beat you. And that brings me to this. This is a mistake that I made last week on the pod where I thought that if Washington beat Washington State and Oregon State beat Oregon, that Washington would then be in the – Pac-12 championship game. Yes, we did. I did not know about, I mean, 
Now I need this explained to me because yeah, I, yeah, I do not understand on this it. Because Washington would win the tiebreaker in that game. Uh, we had it all worked out uh, because Oregon beat Utah. You said now, Travis, didn't you come up with with why you? How did Utah get him with three losses over? Washington that had two that has two right now there is some sort of archaic uh or I shouldn't say archaic but there's some sort of bizarre tie break that the Pac-12 uses typical where it's based on I think if you don't play each other it's based on like the winning percentages of teams that you have beaten. It's a really weird, it's a really, because they all don't play each other, right? So each conference determines their, they have a different formula for how their conference champions de- determine? Oh, I'm sure. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. I have no idea. I'm, I'm an sure. idiot when it comes to that. I okay. didn't know that either. Yeah, I figured it was all across Remember the Remember I had my matrix all worked out, and then that, curveball happened they threw a wrench in your matrix and i'm gonna continue to champion uh washington for the job kalen DeBoer has done there and mike Penix. it's a it's an absolute crime that he is not a heisman trophy finalist yeah are they nine and two is that right or ten 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 and two two. they've won ten games and 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 they're not and they're not in the championship game anybody that watched that washington game last week Penix was unbelievable he was throwing touchdowns he was receiving touchdowns he was running touchdowns uh he leads the country in passing the team went from i don't know four wins or whatever they had last year to 10 and uh, i could not be happier for the kid uh he did he would have been great at indiana had he not unfortunately gotten injured but he got somewhere where they can protect the quarterback. He's in an offense he's comfortable with. And I love watching them play. And I'm pumped up. Hopefully, they're going to be in the Rose Bowl. And uh, Yet another reason why the transfer portal is a good thing. And I'll be rooting like hell for Washington, whoever they play. Uh, but I think that if they were in the Pac-12 championship, or we could touch the, on this quickly, Uh, They announced today that uh, I believe it's in two years they're going to expand the playoff to twelve teams, and they would twenty twenty four, and they would absolutely be one of those twelve teams, and they would be a team that nobody wanted to play. Right, right. Um, But I'll get off like Alabama. I'll get off my Washington rant there, Uh, (laughs) and we'll we'll go right in, uh, Fred, to uh, the latest uh, CFP college football uh, playoff rankings. And let me. Uh, let I me got just, them right here. You want me to jump in? I've got them right okay. here. So, uh, Georgia one, Michigan number two. Obviously, Michigan coming off of a improbable, I thought, uh, but very impressive, thorough dismantling <coughs> of Ohio State. <coughs> yeah, we'll get to that, Fred. <laughs> TCU number three. I don't have to say anything. USC number four. Freddie, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to get down on one knee and genuflect to the maize and blue, to Michigan Nation, 
to Wolverine Nation and make amends for all the horrible things you've been saying about them all year. The floor is yours, Fred. Should I be wearing my Anthony Carter jersey? <laughs> I love it. Yes, you should. How about that throwback? Or maybe my Desmond Howard, uh, one of the greatest wide receivers ever in college. Uh, man, I'm eating crow. I'm eating crow big time. I, I watched the whole game. I was very impressed. I mean, you're talking about uh, uh, the uh, uh, the quarterbacks play, play. I mean, Michigan just pretty much overtook them. You're talking about a running back that eventually gets hurt. Uh, his backup comes in, who's also had a good year. Corum didn't play, but like two plays. Yeah, well, I thought he played at least the first quarter, didn't he? Didn't he play a couple more plays than that in the no, first quarter? No, was he, he wasn't. He wasn't. I think he played two possessions. I must have been which was up just for my short party. Of, a, of a quarter, I guess. Yeah, they only ran him a couple times, and he he clear he he, he was more cut. of a decoy than anything on the field, oh, right? Yeah. And, and that that was well, it, Edwards. Let me tell you something. I mean, he's a little taller. It seems like to me. I guess he's. What, something like six six foot six one. He's taller than than Corum, but man, and I guess Corum's knee was messed up, right? Yes, that what it he's was? had. He just had season and uh, surgery man today. Edwards, uh, dude, two hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns, uh, played great. Michigan was definitely the tougher team. Uh, at first, I thought it was going to be a slugfest. I thought about live betting it, and then bam. Touchdown, touchdown. Uh, it started getting a little crazy there before halftime. And, uh, but, hey, here's the deal. I was wrong. Michigan winning in the horseshoe. Uh, I give them all the credit. They could possibly be number one over Georgia. I still think Georgia is the best team. They were hands down, like, just but, more but physical. I, I am telling all you Michigan fans out there that's been waiting for Freddie Benders to eat crow. <laughs> I ate it. I am a believer in you. And uh, he put it between two waffles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we will get back on the. Uh, we did have a bet over a breakfast sandwich. Yep. We have some breakfast sandwiches to uh, to talk about here in a little bit. Um, so let me just ask you this: Does it matter? To anybody, to any of the four, the top four teams, does it matter what happens in their conference championship games? I think the only one that it really matters on is maybe USC. Um, I think TCU is going to get in regardless as much as it pains me to say it. I think if Utah comes out and beats USC, then Ohio State can leapfrog them, and I have a major issue with that. Hmm. Because um, you like Bama. Well, I think Bama deserves to be in over USC if they lose that game, over TCU if they lose, and over Ohio State because any team that gets beat by over 20 points on their home field has no business being in a Final Four playoff spot. I completely agree with that. A la Stephen A. Smith, too. Well, I mean, it's, but you know what? I'll never – Say I'll agree with Steven on, you know, on anything. I, can I say it. this? I gave Matt an interesting uh, tidbit on that uh, because I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with him. And you're like, wow, wait a minute. You're taking Ohio State side over Alabama and you're an Alabama man. But I will say this. There's been so many crazy Iron Bowl games that have really come down to the kick six and, and all these 
things where the championship mattered even more than the Ohio State Those Michigan aren't twenty game point has. blowouts. I know, but if we but the crazy things, unicorns fall from the sky. Uh, if a over unicorn Auburn, fell from the sky, and when Alabama would get beat by twenty two points at home to, but you in, think in, in Bryant Denny Stadium by by Auburn. There's no way Bama deserves to be in a, in the Final Four playoff spot. So you think of Alabama, but a kick six, some random stuff like that. I'm willing to overlook that. Okay, okay, but you're saying if Alabama was number one all along, or, and and lost, if they were number one mm-hmm. in the nation all year long, mm-hmm. and they play in the game against the number two team, mm-hmm. and then they lose, and yes, it it turns into about you know a seventeen to twenty two point. Mm-hmm. loss and they're still battling or whatever that you're saying that automatically they are the fifth team sixth team they no, don't i even, mean that's that is a whole out. lot to go to that question because there's tons of hypotheticals because i don't know what the landscape looks like in this season particular where you have a tcu team that's undefeated and i think even if they lose two uh, Kansas State this weekend, they still have earned their spot. I kind of agree with that. Okay. They, they've earned USC, their spot. who we talked about last week, has the one loss at Utah, okay, and it was by one point. They've, in my opinion, have earned that spot. But if Utah was to come out and they were to win by this game by 10 plus, 10 or more points, I feel like you bump USC out of there. They lost to the same well, of team course. twice. Yes. And then I'm going to say. So you're saying Alabama gets in I over Ohio State? I think Alabama deserves to get in over Ohio State. Nice. If you, You've you talked about it for the past three I weeks. I know, but now. About I, strength of schedule and who they've played. You're okay? right. Okay. So, and then you look at they Alabama's losses. What they had the missed field goal. I can't believe you got me sitting there taking up for Alabama. I, I hate know, doing this. I know. I don't even <laughs> understand. Bless my stomach hurts I, right now. I'm losing it right now. I do not want this in my life. And you put me in this situation. I think you like, you oopty ooped me to take up for Bama somehow just so I could ball wash you for about 15 minutes. <laughs> no. I can't. <laughs> I got this in me. No. I know I'm not trying to change my speed, but I was surprised you uh, said Bama last week. Yeah. And then you got me kind of pumped up about it. And then I was like, man, Ohio State lost uh, at home. They were number one the whole year. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen a team that's done that before and still gotten in, and it's 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 my team. It's Alabama. You, you know, that's happened to them I before. have not ever seen Alabama since Saban's been there, maybe since uh, – Shula, since Dave Shula, have you guys get, gotten beat by 20-plus points at home? Wait, wasn't it Mike Shula? Mike Shula. Dave Shula. Uh, Dave Shula, Shula coached the Bengals, didn't he? But anyway, nobody cares about either one of those Shulas. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, hold on. Settle down, Tuna. Now, the, uh, but, yeah, but, but, but the uh, – I'm just saying that, that maybe we didn't lose by that. And, yes, a kick six or whatever has literally made the difference between a us getting it and A kick six doesn't mean anything, though. That's some random shit that happens at the right, end of a game. Right, When right. you start talking about talking a 20-something about... point loss at home, right. that okay. – I look at it completely – I said the same thing about LSU and Tennessee. When Tennessee beat LSU by 22 in Baton Rouge – I said LSU does not deserve to be in a Final Four. So I'm saying the same thing about Ohio State. I guess be- I can't do much, but I can at least be somewhat consistent. I guess it's because I'm such a Bryce Young fan. I think he's so good that he, he deserves to play in it. But he's just literally carrying this average Bama team that I'm so frustrated with. 
he's literally carrying us through all these games. I mean, we've already got receivers that have seven touchdowns that are transferring. They're not even ready to play in it. Even if we did, they have no hope whatsoever. I'm so frustrated with this Bama team. I almost want Ohio State in just so we don't get embarrassed. Because I'm not quite sure we could beat anyone in it. So maybe that's what it is. But I hear what you're saying because Bama I would did. much rather see an Alabama versus Michigan matchup or an Alabama versus Georgia matchup than I would a Georgia versus TCU or a Michigan versus USC matchup. Actually, a Michigan-USC matchup is going to be a lot of fun. I take that back. That could be a lot of fun if it comes to that. A, a Georgia-USC would not be. Can I throw this out real quickly so we don't bury this into the ground? Sure. I have Southern Cal, Ohio State, and Alabama. It was shown on the CFP if anybody watched it, but some people don't get a chance to. Versus the CFP top 25, Southern Cal 3-1, and one, Ohio State 2-1, and one, Bama 2-2. Two and two. Strength of win-loss record. Southern Cal 6th, Ohio State 4th, Bama 5th. Game control, I don't even know what the hell that is. Ask Janet Jackson. Sounds real important. Uh, best win. <laughs> Janet Jackson. Control. Uh, best win. <laughs> Oregon State 15th. Penn State 8th. You know how I feel about them. I win on them every week. And Bama's best win, 20th ranked Texas. Texas. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a crapshoot, dude. It really is. Mm-hmm. But roll tide. Tuna. At some point, at some point, your eye test has to come into play here. And what what the the Texas A and M game? They're playing with Jordan Milrow. Is that right? Right. If Ohio State played Alabama right now, uh-huh. who would win? If 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 Ohio State had to play what three games, four games with a backup quarterback? What what would happen there? Well, you have a point there, but uh, that's that's I know it's the nature of the beast, but everybody just I think Ohio State would beat Alabama personally. Well, if you look at it that way, Tennessee should be over both of them. True. And you know what? Their quarterback backup looks pretty damn good. Absolutely. So if we're going to go off that metric, then Tennessee should bump them both, but Travis is trying to get a hold of this argument. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh I think you guys should just go for the next half hour. I'll go upstairs and make myself a cocktail. Well, I mean, you know, and 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 the guys in the CFP that they've kind of, I th- it almost felt like they gave up. They're like they think T- TCU's in whether they win or lose. Well, uh, let me ask you an honest question while we're here. Do you think conference championship games should matter anything with the Final Four? Should a team get penalized because? They lost in a game that they earned a spot to play in. Yes. Okay. So I've Ohio always, State and Alabama. Like but, well, I know it's always been like that, but that doesn't make it right. Okay. I hate it. I, I do too. I feel like Ohio State and Alabama can just sit there this weekend because they didn't earn a spot to play in it and salivate and hope that chaos ensues. I understand that. Where that's, the team should just be like, that's hey. That's why we're getting to the 12 Let's teamer. just get through these and, and be healthy and move on to the playoff. Instead, they have to go out and fight for their lives. You know what I've found that happens in these playoffs is the team that plays in those normal you – know, let's be real, the SEC championship, there's been more SEC championship, champions the last 10 years than anyone. Okay, throw Ohio State in there, throw a little old Clemson in there, that's it. It's – Bama, Georgia, and everyone else that's been in there. 
And I think whoever wins that powerhouse battle that gets to the mountaintop, mm-hmm. that wins that SEC championship game, has an edge on everybody in that playoff. That's why. So last when year when in, Alabama won the SEC championship, they had that edge enough to go get beat by Georgia in the national championship. Well, well wait a minute. They they totally destroyed the team they had to beat to get mm-hmm. there. That's what normally happens. And that's what I'm saying. When How you much get did to the Georgia final, even, that's yeah. another story. That's another story. But that's why the third team or the fourth team in always gets destroyed mm. because normally they're playing an SEC contender who's a one seed, and they destroy them. And I don't care if it's Oklahoma, Michigan State, Cincinnati, Washington. Washington. Yeah, I'm with Cincinnati, you. and that's what happens. And then they get there, yeah. and it's like – I, it's almost like in their head, it's 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 a a mental winning, physical mental winning thing that you are the SEC champion and you are damn well, well going to win the first playoff. Game. In all fairness, the two and three seeds have been the two seed has blown out the three seed a lot in those years. Not not as much, but it's happened. What seven eight out of the t- past ten years. Right. The Clemson, Ohio State, I think, is maybe one of the closest ones I could think of. But uh, I love your passion on it. I mean, I, I, dude, it's a good argument. I mean, you know. Uh, I just think it shouldn't matter. I think we should have our four teams. It should be it is what it is. Now, don't get me wrong. I'd much rather see a Georgia-Ohio State matchup than a Georgia-TCU matchup. Like, that, I don't – That's it doesn't excite me. Georgia Ohio State would move the needle for me, but I mean I'm gonna I'm, I say move the needle I'm gonna watch all these games like a crackhead so I I'm gonna I mean <laughs> I mean they they got their hooks in me no matter what oh, so yeah. um, and, and it's gonna get to twelve yeah. or eight or whatever and it's gonna all take care of itself soon so we're we're all there but uh, it's gonna be fun and uh, I, I'm excited I mean hey uh, roll tide buddy let's see what happens god i cannot believe i just sat here and blew baby powder up nick saban's ass for the last 20 minutes <laughs> i need a bath i think that's not i think that's <laughs> not my, even a shower i just need to sit in water for a while just and just cleanse myself yeah. Palm olive. yeah i think yeah. it's my favorite thing that's happened since we started doing this <laughs> podcast is listening uh. to you Defend Saban against Freddie. My God, <laughs> what is, what is happening? I don't, happening I don't like in the world. I don't like where my life's at right now. <laughs> I need to re- rethink some things. Yeah, we're not gonna hear that other story. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. Do we have? Yeah, let's move on to something else. Let's talk about soccer some more. Fred, do we have any other? Uh, do we have any other thoughts quickly uh, about the? college football playoff no I, I think we've pretty much covered it you know there's gonna be some fun games it's championship saturday uh you know uh tcu kansas state's gonna be fun usc utah uh the other ones don't really matter um and uh i we'll just see what happens man do i have tcu usc on my voodoo doll yes i do that voodoo doll. You sent me a picture of that voodoo doll earlier. That voodoo doll has way too many names on it. You got to clean some house. I think I think it's too dispersed out at this point. You need to, like. You know Jimbo you, Fisher's on there. You need to focus in more on, like, just. I have the Netherlands on there. Let's clear some names off there and just put, like, one or two on there. I feel like the voodoo doll is getting overworked and 
I take U of L off, and they're still losing. Yeah, see what happens. The Voodoo Dolls messed up. And speaking of U of L, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Tuna, <laughs> Don't get him started on we that. Uh, we are going to uh, quickly touch on. You guys are trying to get me through this bottle of bourbon fast as shit. <laughs> We're going to talk quickly about some college basketball that's happened in the last week. Indiana had a big home win last night against North Carolina. They are 7-0 and and currently ranked in the top 10 in the country. Uh, Purdue has been maybe the surprise of college basketball. Uh really dismantling Duke and Gonzaga last weekend and then uh, winning a tough road game last night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Is that Yao Ming on their team? Boy, he I, – I will tell you what. For Purdue? Uh, yeah, Zach Eady. 7-4. And he's not just a 7-4 stiff. No, he's good. He is a 7-4 guy that can play. Yeah. That really knows how to play. And is he from the state of Indiana? I don't think so. Okay. He's a big boy, too. He's not that little toothpick from like Gonzaga. feel like Indiana has a way of just growing these seven-foot white kids that can just... You know the toothpick from Gonzaga from last year? Chet uh, Holmgren? Chet, yeah. I mean, he had some moves, but this guy... <laughs> awesome name, by This the way. guy Chet. can pummel him and still has good moves. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. this guy's like... Reminds me of Yao Ming. Kind of. <laughs> Kentucky uh, very uninspiringly beat Bellarmine this week. Bellarmine. And <laughs> then we will uh, <laughs> get to our beloved Louisville basketball Cardinals, who are currently 0-7. Why are you doing this to me, dude? They are 0-7 <laughs> against the spread. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I saw today that um, in modern history there had never been a oh, there had never been a power Get five team start a season zero and seven, and now it's happened to two teams, Louisville and Cal Cal Berkeley. Um, as I mentioned, Louisville is zero and seven against the spread, and Tuna, you hey, had, let me, let, yeah. you had an interesting thing that you were talking about before oh this is great before we recorded tonight tell me tuna what would have happened if i would have put twenty dollars tell me what i need to do with that twenty dollars look for the two or three louisville fans that are remaining out there um if one good thing we can take away from this so far is that vegas has not caught up to us yet they have no clue how freaking bad we actually are. Louisville fans, we know how bad we are. So we know going into games that we have zero shot at covering these spreads that are putting on us. Keep betting us until you lose that one. If you would have started out, we figured this up at work the other day. <laughs> if you would have started out with a $20 bet and put it on us against the Bellarmine game for Bellarmine to cover that spread and you went against Louisville, and you took your winnings and you rolled it over on the next game at Wright State, and you took those winnings and rolled it onto the next game, a $20 bet would have made you $10,280 by now. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's one positive we have. Look, I know Louisville sucks at basketball. We can't dribble without hitting our feet. 
We can't pass without hitting some poor fan in the stands. We can't do anything right. But if anything, they're looking out for us to make money as a fan base. <laughs> so let's take this negative and use it as a positive and let's get rich. And for all and for all you people that that aren't uh, local to here or that you know maybe even overseas that have access to uh, uh, to sports wagering, now obviously do not ever take my advice. We'll get to that in a little bit. But one thing that I have won a lot of money on is betting against Louisville this year, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. No. We have a, we have a window right them. now before Vegas catches up yeah, to us. Or they just take them off the books. So. <laughs> they take them <laughs> off the books. I can see that. Look, <laughs> we laugh, but when conference play starts, I can easily see that happening. <laughs> oh, my God. That hey, is what about Five Slamma Jamma being number one in the country? So, hold on. Yeah. I, I want to ask you guys a question while we're at this. I just want to throw this out there. Okay. This is a stupid conversation to get into right now we're in, we're but in crazy i feel like we're tonight. just in it for the shit of it let's say that louisville wins one to two games this year or zero at all but i feel like we have one one in us <laughs> what do we what do we do what do, do we do we fire kenny Payne at that point no i don't think so either absolutely not. i don't think so either i'm just it's I gonna be rough i don't even think that I don't, and I know that in today's, you know, instant, you know, getting on social media, social media environment, and everything. Let's fire the coach. We gotta fire the coach, man. If you watch those games, it. I don't think it would matter who's coaching that team. Now, I'm not gonna buy that. There's no talent on this team. No, I, I'm not. I'm not already, buying that at all. You've already set that up with LSU. Now. And they what just, they've done in the transfer portal. Yeah, but they, these kids on this Louisville roster they, are four and five stars. Well, yeah. there's, there's two five stars and a whole bunch of four Chris stars. Chris Mack would be doing pretty good with them right now. I agree. At least average, at least 500. But I think the thing is. Oh, I, 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 I maybe think. Maybe higher I, than I, that. I, I, I don't think so. No. I don't I, think I, so. I do. I totally agree not with I don't Jerry. think so at all. I think, I think Louisville's four and three at this point okay. with Chris Mack well, as our coach. Oh, I think you're insane. You beat Bellarmine. You beat Wright State. You, you beat Cincinnati. That's three. Who was the third game that we lost to? It was a nobody school that we probably win. Appalachian State. Appalachian State. That's four wins right there. Four and three. I don't see that at all. Hmm. I tried to get off of that with five slam a jamma, but hey, it didn't let's go work. to five slam. <laughs> screw Louisville. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, I, I got, got a sucked question. in for a second. I got a question. No, if we're gonna talk about Louisville and uh. Kenny Payne, let's go to the top of the of the pyramid here. Uh, let me ask y'all a question, and, and you know I pull for the cats. I went to uh, UK and slummed at UK for a couple of years, and slummed down at Bama for a couple of years. Uh, I.e., you were homeless at both campuses. Meaning, uh, I, I did get schooling. <laughs> beer, at one, I did get schooling <laughs> at one place. Uh, um, the other uh, was uh, nonstop parties and football games. No, uh, but. And that all college? Let me ask you a question. So the the this Calipari coaching tree that that Kenny Payne is under, mm-hmm. 
So you do you consider him under the Calipari coaching tree? Well, yeah, he was with course. Calipari okay. for what? All right, Ten can years. you all name Josh Passner? A coach that week. is a coach that has done great things. There's not even a coach that's done in the Calipari coaching decent tree. Things. We we covered no. this last week. Yeah. Josh Passner was the only name we could come up no, with. No, no, oh, wait a minute. I know, but we didn't cover it hardcore as to like how many you're telling me Josh Pastner is it? It's it. Who else? There's not anyone else. Orlando Antigua briefly had a job at Florida International, and that lasted what, two seasons? Yep. And he became an assistant at Illinois. Right. Okay. There's no one. I just thought we we kind of bare uh, just threw it out there. I didn't the know guy? we actually uh, tried to break it down. There was a guy that played was. for him at UMass that became a head coach for well, a short stint. Well, he's sitting on his bench right and now. And now he's with him. What's his name? Weeks or? No, Bone Crusher. Uh, what's his name? Bru- Bruiser. Bruno Bruiser. Bruiser Flint. Bruiser Flint. Yeah. Bruiser Flint. Yeah. So he's failed too. So there's there's no one. Absolutely no one. I, I mean, I just, you know, I. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure Edgar Padilla is in jail. So uh, yeah, no one. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It is interesting, and I, I, I'm not sure that the be all end all of a coach is, you know, how it's, successful your your coaching tree is. I mean, I agree, but I feel like it does say something. It it can. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Belichick's had a lot of guys. Off oh, they're all, they all fail. That, that are horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> Nick Saban. Nick Saban what? Who's Nick Saban? Well, he coached with him. Oh, well. well I mean, <laughs> not not under him. Let's let's yeah. Who's Nick Saban? Never heard of the guy. Me neither. Um but but Travis, I tell you what, we said five slam and jamma. Oh yeah. Houston is uh, like, dude, I'll tell you what, that, that team right there is relentless. I love the story on Sasser. Uh, he's such a cool dude. We've hit on that before, but you're looking at, uh, now, wait a minute. Tonight we had Texas and Creighton number two versus number seven. Who won? Uh, Texas won, but it was a very hard fought game. Came down to the, uh, last couple. Wow. Months. Okay. So, uh, we got Virginia, Arizona, Purdue, like you said, Hey, what about UConn playing some good basketball? Yeah. Even though I can't right now, stand them. Yeah. What's, you, your, what's your beef hey, with UConn? How about how, how come you hate? UConn? If you're a UK fan, you hate UConn. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, or if you pull for UK, <laughs> you hate UConn because they beat you in national championships. Uh, uh, Jim Calhoun. No, we don't like UConn. No one likes UConn. Uh, <laughs> uh, no one likes Kevin Ollie and mm-hmm. how they. No one likes Kimba Walker. No one likes Shabazz Napier. We don't Shabazz like. Napier we don't guy. like UConn. Who is the little chubby? And the way that they've they won championships, the just sliding in the door. But hey, I know a game that I watched last night that Travis wants to talk about, and it was a great game. How about the IU Hoosiers taking down North Carolina Tar Heels? That was a good game. I have a couple thoughts about that All quickly. Right, jump um, in. Khalid Elamin was the little chubby oh, point yes. guard at UConn. Yes. It just hit me. Yep. Sorry to interrupt you guys. All right. Um, I think Indiana is very, very good. I think North Carolina has the pieces to eventually be very, very good. Uh, Baycott is not 100% healthy right now, but guess what? Neither is Trace Jackson Davis. 
Baycott looks like a fish anyway. No one cares about him. And Trace Jackson Davis is as good a college player as there is in the country right now. Um, and I was offensively talking, and defensively. Yeah, I think. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and he he asked me something to the effect of, "Do you think he plays hard all the time because he?" He kind of looks like he's not always playing hard. I said, man, some guys just understand basketball so well and they're so gifted that they make what they do look effortless. And he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's and seasoned. I, I love watching. Well, that's the other thing. I love watching guys that make it look effortless because they understand the game. And another thing I like about this Indiana team, and I heard Mike Bray say it, a hundred years ago, he said the best thing you can do in college basketball is get old and stay old. And with the transfer portal, teams have had an opportunity to, to, to do that. And Indiana is a great example of that. They got Jackson Davis, who's been there, what, five years. Race Thompson has been there forever. Um, their point guard, Xavier Johnson, who is playing as well as oh, anybody that in the country. Agent zero? Yeah. As, oh, as man. well as that anybody guy, in the country. That guy at point is guard. Playing great. This is his sixth year playing college basketball. His sixth year. Oh, wait a minute. Is he no, is that number zero? Uh-huh. I, okay. Yeah. And man. uh they are just a they're a very fun team to watch. They they play the game the way that I love to watch it being played. And uh I don't want to go too deep on Indiana because I know a lot of people around here don't care. But we are in the uh, Hoosier theme downstairs pub, and so we did want to give a shout-out to them uh, for playing some great basketball. Plus, right it's now. Christmas season, and they have the candy stripe pants. So we're all IU fans this time of year. That's right. If, so, you, look, uh, if you look over my left shoulder, I see those. you'll see a pair of uh, game-worn candy stripe pants. Who wore them? Oh. Ted Kitchell. Mm. Ted Kitchell. 1982. I love that. And, and as we look at one here. of the other TVs down here, we got a little NFL going on. We do. And the NFL is now really into the knowing who are the haves and the have not stages uh, of the season. And, Freddie, I think you had a little breakdown here for well, us. Well, I just uh, was looking at the NFL standings. Uh, those teams that have winning records that have shots to get in wild card situations and all that. And, uh, wow, uh, the AFC East and the NFC East look pretty tough. Uh, I mean, the East, you got the Bills. Uh, you've got two teams that are really coming on this year, the Dolphins and the Jets. The NFL. I, I love just, the Dolphins, the by NFC the way. East. I want to step in real quick. Well, I haven't got to your conference. No, the Jets. I'm going to talk about the Jets <laughs> okay. for just one second. The only thing that team's missing is quarterback play. All season, it's been that way. And the way that Mike White, former Western Kentucky Hilltopper, I came love in, that kid. And the way that he played last week. I know it's one game, and he did this last year. He came in, and I think he had two games where he looked really good, and then he faded off. The way he came in the other day, with those two receivers, did you notice can, Elijah Moore work, finally had a if game? If you can work Elijah, he only had two catches, but one of them was for forty-one yards and right, a touchdown. Right. So if you can work him in along with Garrett Wilson, 
and that running game that they have, and you right. stack that with that defense. With that defense. That's a team that I don't want any part of. I and know. I'm a cocky Chiefs fan. So, for me to say I don't want any part I, of you. I agree. I would. I, that's the team that would scare me the most in the AFC West was playing. I know Buffalo, they, they, they got know, us. We go back and forth with them. Right. Miami's loaded with Tyreek and Waddle and uh, the way that they get down. But – there's really no one else but Ravens and Bengals out there. Uh, I know that you're a little scared of the Bengals this week. No, weekend. nobody's scared of the Bengals. <laughs> no, see, that, that's me. You screwed that up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sure wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna step in here like like a boxing referee, uh, and I want. I mean, the people don't care about our NFL breakdown. What people care about is hearing Freddie and the tuna. Go back and forth. I'm going to give you three minutes. Three minutes on this upcoming Bengals-Chiefs game. I'm going to open the floor first to Matt. Go. I mean, there's nothing. I don't even know why this is a debate because I'm not. I mean, honestly, I'm not concerned about it. It's a trash fan base. It's a trash oh. stadium. It's a trash. It's a, I mean, they're uniforms. What They look like Puerto Rican strippers with all those tiger stripes. What are you all doing, man? Like, nobody's worried about the Bengals. After what, that the debacle last season in the playoffs, we've, we, we, yeah, yeah, we're dialed in on them. It's my time, so we you shut up. twice last year. Andy is not scared of you guys. We're dialed in. Patrick's playing as good as he can play. The Bengals, the Bengals are the last thing that we're even worried about right now. But so. we try to get in your head. No, and yes, the, we do. The only, only thing we, you guys we, did we, was we run the ball with Joe Mixon a couple weeks ago, and he's not even playing with Samaje Piran. Is he supposed to scare me? We don't know what Kansas City uh, steak seasoning or whatever the hell that stuff is. That's Montreal steak seasoning. We no. got barbecue in Kansas what, City. Barbecue. You don't even know whatever, your meats, Kansas man. Kansas City barbecue or whatever. Okay, eat some Skyline chili. Are you, <laughs> you going to come at me with the food preference of the city? Yeah, yeah. Here. I think KC's got that one, dude. Andy Reid came to Kansas City because of the food. He didn't go there because he liked the climate. Like It was the you barbecue. You don't even know the name of our Bengals coach, and he's beat you twice already. Is it Zach Martin? To go to the Super Bowl. Isn't he like 26 get, years old? Who is that kid? Let me explain something to you. When there there is a defense out there that Patrick Mahomes does not like, <laughs> and their names are Hubbard, Hendrickson, Bates the Third, mm. and DJ Reader, just to name four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, he don't like it. For whatever reason, they do. he does not play well against us. And our cor- we don't even have corners that, that are really top-notch whatsoever. No, you said it, not me. But. I was going to get to that. But, but I, I know that Joe now. Burrow and Chase and our receivers and Joe Mixon and all the little backups that have their special jobs for the Bengals are coming at you, and I know you're a little scared to come to Cincinnati to river, to, to the river because mm-hmm. everybody gets yeah a everybody's dirty. scared to go down there because uh, you, you could get stabbed be. out front of the stadium <laughs> at any point in time. You could get stabbed in the stadium, Matt. <laughs> yes, give me your uh, prediction for the game. Uh, Chiefs thirty three, Bengals eighteen. I know eighteen's a weird score, but that's called desperation points, Freddie. 
Uh, are you going to tell us who's going to win? Bingo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were just knowing it was the Chiefs. <laughs> That's awesome, fellas. Um, again, we do want to thank everybody for uh, taking a little bit of time and listening to our podcast. This is the Blockout Sports Pod. We are on Twitter at Blockout Pod. That is at Blockout Pod. And if everybody who listens who has a Twitter account would be kind enough to give us a follow, uh, we would really appreciate that. It's a good way to get in contact with us. Uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Make fun of our picks. Uh, a lot to make fun of there. A little saucy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> this has been great. I love it. Um and we are getting we are getting towards the end the end of our hour, and I did want to uh, briefly touch on our picks from last week, oh, and then Lord. go into uh, our picks for this week. <laughs> we had so much steam just a second ago. Unfortunately, <laughs> last oh. week uh, I went zero for two. Um, but I will actually I can uh, you had two bonus ones on there. <laughs> well, we're we're not counting that. OK, I did want to say that my one bet. I just needed six more. Right. Well, you pushed on one. No, 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 no. I didn't need six more points. Mm. I needed six more touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I needed I needed six more touchdowns from Vanderbilt <laughs> yeah, to cover yeah. oh, God. to cover against how, how many, Tennessee. How many people around this <laughs> area got suckered into that bet? I'll just tell you right I now. I gotta say, if you're listening to us three for gambling advice, uh, go see a doctor tomorrow. <laughs> like you got better or things. Or you to could do. just say, I'm going whatever. Or start they going to take, church or I'm something. Taking just, the opposite. Yeah, just figure something out. Um and my nephew Colin, who I was uh shout out to Colin. Yep. Two and oh. Yep. He went two and oh. Uh I've got two picks for him this week that we will get to in a little bit. But actually Tuna went two and one. Yeah, I did, guys. Two and one over here. I actually won last week. That's so awesome. I went one just and to three. throw that out there. We're not all losers. um but uh quickly this week uh i'm just gonna give my picks very quickly everybody totally ignore them because obviously i'm horrible i am taking north carolina plus seven and a half against clemson and i am taking the cleveland browns minus seven at houston and that's all I have to say about Deshaun that. Deshaun Watson. Exactly. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump in here. I've got two here. Um, one college game um, this weekend. Now, I'm going to bet them all, but the only one that I recommend betting is taking Purdue with the plus 17. Michigan's a little bit shaken up in the locker room right now. Uh, Mozzie Smith facing felony charges, uh, All-American defensive tackle, dismissed from the team. Um, wow. So Dude that flash. and uh, Cade McNamara, backup quarterback from last season, I know he was a big locker room guy, transferring to Iowa. Wow, what um, about that? That came up out of nowhere. It's a lot of strange stuff and makes me wonder what's going on. And Jeff Brom, we love you here. Um I hope Please you think about up. as much. I hope you Please think about us back. as much as we think about you. Um, and uh, 
Good luck this weekend. So I'm taking Purdue plus the 17. And also, we just talked about it a second ago. This is the dumbest spread that Vegas bookmakers could even think about making is Kansas City only a two-point favorite at Cincinnati this weekend. Just, hey, put all your money. Take your kids' college funds out. Go to the blood bank. Uh, We do not recommend that you do that. No, yeah, don't listen to that. But whatever you got to do, trade your wife's engagement ring in. We do not recommend (laughs) that you do that either. Yeah, you could do a prop bet on Kelsey scoring a touchdown, but don't put a prop Hammer. bet on Mahomes Hammer, getting twenty-seven passing to yards because it's going to be 220. The two points at Cincinnati this weekend. Isaiah Pacheco plus 120 rushing Who? yards. Who? Ernie Pacheco? <laughs> yes. What? Uh, he plays soccer for one of your Spanish teams. I thought teams. he was a boxing guy. All right, Fred, what uh, do you okay, have for dude, us? I'm going big boy football here. Georgia Bulldogs, minus 18. They're going to dust LSU. Their quarterback's a little hurt. I'm going all out on the Stetson Bennett small hands train. I smell breakfast sandwich bet part two on this one. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that. This is a double or nothing. We have a little time. I'm also going to – I I love Travis's pick on uh, UNC over little old Clemson, but I'm going K-State. In a dueling battle, they have played TCU tough. They have played them tough already this year. They're plus three. I'm going to take it for shits and giggles. I've got it down to two and a and half then now. I like Seattle minus five at the Rams, who are totally depleted. Yeah, Absolutely. they are. Uh, this week, our guest picker, uh, my nephew Colin, who went 2-0 and last week, has... Utah plus two and a half against USC and the Lions. He had them at plus one and a half. I think that line has moved to plus one uh, at home against Jacksonville. Um, And real quick, before we get out of here, we did have a breakfast sandwich bet last week between Tuna and Freddie. Hold on, I can't talk because I'm eating my... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope you choke on it. (laughs) All right, the the problem with that bet was... was, was, There was was some gray area in that bet. Either way, Mississippi State won the Egg Bowl, so I... Made my, I'll make up right for the bet. One, but it was State. tight. It like was you tight. Said it would be. I said there was going to be trouble in Ole Miss because I thought Kiffin was going to. Uh, Ole Miss did not give up Auburn. on their coach. Instead, they got another traitor scumbag. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Seems and, like a guy and, I wouldn't uh, mind hanging out and, with, honestly. And now, uh, so theoretically. I think you need to just try one of mine, which is the White Castle. Okay. And I need to try the Bojangles. Yeah, you ain't got to drive North Carolina to get it either. No, you can go I to Shelbyville. Won't. Yeah, there's one on Popper Level. Oh, I didn't know that. That's perfect, uh, fellas. Hey, uh, we do want to really thank everybody that's listened, that's reached out to us, uh, sent us a lot of good feedback. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Uh, we love that you guys are listening. And uh, please give us a follow on Twitter at Blockout Pod. At Blockout Pod, we drop new episodes every single Friday uh, between eleven thirty and twelve, typically, depending on uh, how quickly I can get everything set up. 
But I want to thank the guys for being here tonight. Want to shout thank out, you guys for listening. Shout out Team USA yep. Saturday. Yep, can't, ten o'clock. Can't wait for that. Uh, should be a great weekend, fellas. Uh, and uh, should be a great weekend of football. Should be very exciting with the World Cup going on. Uh, we will be back with you guys next Friday. And until then, for the big fella country, Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, from behind the master control desk in the downstairs studio, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.